Welcome everybody to an all new episode of Just Joshi and the final episode in the Snapshot series where myself and a cohort of content creators have given you a quick review of all things happening in the world of Joshi the last six months. And because it's the final, the finale of the three-part series, it seems only fitting that we end it with a mid-season evaluation. That's right. We spend the first two episodes breaking down Joshi in 2022 and how we got to where we are today. So now let's have some fun and discuss who we feel are the best wrestlers in each promotion, best overall performers in each promotion, most improved since the beginning of the year, the best moments so far, and who we feel are the breakout stars over the remaining six months. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. This should be a fun one. It's the final episode of the Snapshot Mid-Season Evaluation here on Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Just Joshi with me, JPQ. Let's go. brother how are you doing i would tell everybody what you're working on but i don't think i have enough paper on my desk to write it all down so i'm gonna let you do that i'm up to a lot obviously as you kind of hinted there uh mostly the new show uh the joshi Dreamcast on fightful overbooked that's kind of my new uh new baby in a sense something i'm really focused on something i'm really excited about i have a lot of different a lot of different projects going on right now that some are known, some aren't known. And I think that's really what's most exciting for me. Obviously, I have the five-star Joshi show as well, where people might know me from. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Scott E. Wrestling, then you know that I tweet a lot. And I have a lot of thoughts. But instead of going through every single project, I'll probably dip them in here. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when we talk about certain promotions, certain wrestlers. But... I'm really excited to be on here again because this is always a good chat with you, JPQ, and uh, mid-season awards. What's what's better than that, man? What's, what's better than that? Who doesn't love looking over the last six months and then just boiling it all down to the best of, right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love that? And so, I mean, hey, it, it would be apropos that if we're going to start talking about the best of, in my personal opinion, and I'm... If I'm speaking out of school, please correct me. But in Scott E's personal opinion, um, if you're going to do the best of, you got to start with the best. Um, and we're going to look at stardom first and foremost. Um, not wait till the end, not do it in the middle. First promotion out of the gate. We're going to take a look at stardom and, and the last six months. More importantly, who's the best in different categories? Uh, Scott, I want you to lead the charge here. When we talk stardom, we talk quote unquote work rate promotion. We talk about <laughs> excellent pro wrestling. 
Um, the act of wrestling. Um, who would you peg through the first six months as being yeah. the best wrestler in, in, in stardom? Oh man, you know, JVQ, you know, we talked about this a lot and we, I think everyone knows that oftentimes it is the top two champions when it comes to stardom as the ones that lead the way last year it was with Tommy, even though I would have picked Shuri, uh, this year, I think most people would understandably pick Shuri. And while I will not disagree with anyone in terms of just her quality of work, really, since I think we're about to hit the anniversary of that match with Utami, uh, very, very soon. Uh, since that match, she has been probably the best wrestler in the world um, within that time. But, but I have some personal preference here. And it's hard for me to go against anyone besides Mayu Iwatani because, you know, we're talking about here a wrestler that can do it all in the ring and make you believe in everything that she's doing. And there's just for no one better. Anyone that picks Shuri, I, you know, I almost pick Shuri because of just the way she works. But Mayu Iwatani has done a little bit of everything this year. As a wrestler, as she often does, you know, she had that killer match with Julia at the first pay-per-view of the year that they've had so many. I'm sorry. I can't remember the name. Uh, she's had, you know, great trios matches, tag team matches. She's now the SWA undisputed world champion. Uh, she has a interesting future to go. I don't even know where she'll be defending that because the five stars right around the corner. She ain't traveling too much. Um, but week in, week out, when you put on a stardom show, whether it be the biggest show or a house show, she is always delivering and we're going to see her in a steel cage soon. I mean, Mayuri Watani is someone that Obviously, a lot of people look at her as the best. And while I do agree, she still doesn't get enough credit. So I wanted to give her credit here because despite not being a top champion, uh, she has had some incredible matches. And every time she goes in there, you know she cares. And that's something that I always appreciate when it comes to the best wrestler. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I would put her at 1B, personally. Mm -hmm. um, I do think she's had a phenomenal six months. Um but like you said, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are going to pick Shuri. And sure enough, she is my number one yeah. through the first six months of the year here, whether it be her match with Mayu uh, back in March mm -hmm. um, or the one with Julia right before that, the day before, where she put on two excellent uh, uh, singles matches. Um, her and Risa Sarah couple what a week and a half ago two weeks ago in a no dq match that's a different style than what we're uh, accustomed from seeing from her um her and bagus right hana memorial yes. uh the hana, um, hanukkah mora memorial show against askaveni and how she was able to wrestle there the trios matches we've seen from her over the course of this season and the tag team obviously um that that she she did so well last year but has carried over uh it's hard to keep momentum mm -hmm. uh, from one year into the next. It's hard to take a title away from 
somebody who was universal, universally praised as being one of, if not one of two. I mean, PWI had her number two in mm -hmm. uh, last year's rankings, uh, uh, Utami Hayashishishta. Shuri this year not only rose to the challenge, but I think from a, from an execution standpoint um, of in-ring talent, she she has blown me away with with her execution and her variety. Yeah. Um, last year, I think it was a little bit more heavily leaning into the technical side uh, and the striking, and that was great for what it was, and it really kind of got people that weren't used to who she is very familiar with her style and what she brings to the party and why she is elite at what she does. Mm -hmm. This year, I feel like we've seen more flexibility, right? I think yes. we've seen a little bit more of her personality as champion. And, and again, I'm not talking so much about the performances themselves with regards to the title match and the build and this and that. We'll right. get to that award. We're just talking about in-ring work rate. And right now, um, I think she's doing it better than anybody else. And in a lot of ways, I don't think it's very close uh, mm -hmm. because of what she's been able to show um, through through the first six months here. So, so mine is Shuri, best wrestler. Yours is Mayu. Um, and what was interesting is we were putting this together. We looked at it and we said, well, if we have the best wrestler mm. uh, act of wrestling, well, then we should look at the entertainment side of it because that's a big thing right now. You know, yeah. we're great promotion as well as uh, best performer, right? Or sports entertainer mm. or however you want to classify best overall professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, and we each have the same but different um, from our first choices uh, for stardom, the best performer overall for the year. I'm going to let you take the lead on it once again. Scotty, we both, spoiler, we both have the same person pegged <laughs> in here. Who is the best performer in stardom through the first six months? Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to not be Saya Kamatani. Uh, there is no wrestler on this earth right now that has proven more people wrong than Saya Kamatani. So many people doubted her last year when she was in that world of stardom title match against Utami. Uh, they doubted her when she won the Cinderella. They doubted her when she faced Tam the first time. It was finally that last time that she faced Tam and won the title that people started to say, you know what? Saya Kamatani might be pretty good. She might be pretty good. And since winning the title, she has transformed from what I think was a very solid overall competitor to maybe the best, most complete competitor in wrestling. Yes, I say in wrestling because the Wonder of Stardom Championship brings out something in wrestlers that I don't think people that don't follow stardom really understand it brings out the best, but it brings out more than just the wrestling side. It brings out that emotional storytelling side. And what we've seen Saya Kamatani do as champion is have matches with the likes of Nagi Sayaka, Natsupoi, um, Micah, you know, all these different style wrestlers. And she's been able to work them into her style. She had a rematch with Tam Nakano, which somehow was, better i thought than their last time which is insane to say because they've had three matches in the past year and they've all been very good but all very different she has molded into a style where you mix emotion and that sports entertainment side with just one fantastic professional wrestler and it's hard for me to say anyone in 
wrestling has been better than her this year at just connecting all the dots. And, you know, you look to the future and it's almost like you don't want her to ever lose this title because she's doing the work of her career. It's, it almost feels like her title reign started yesterday at times because that's how fresh she's kept it. And I can't say enough good things about Saya because of how much she's grown every single match she does. She adds something new to her repertoire every single time, which is not easy to do because, you know, you see a lot of these wrestlers and they kind of just, they stay with their main moves, but she adds something new every time. It was that Natsupoi that she did that uh, jumping spin kick out of nowhere that just like made me lose my mind. It was that first, uh, it was that second Tam match from Stardom Dream Queendom where she did the La Sombra bomb out of nowhere. And she adds all these things and keeps her matches moving, keeps them so much fun. And she's out of her mind at the same time with all the things that she does. It, it makes her the perfect package in professional wrestling right now. And while we're just talking stardom, if you want to talk best performer in Joshi, I think it's Saya Kamatani. That's how great she's been. Yeah, I, I mean, I use the the verbiage uh, five tool player a lot, mm-hmm. um, but what I think I really liked about her this year so far is she does have this kind of goof quality to her outside the ring, right? Like she can't keep a secret, right? She can't, uh, uh, you know, she always seems to be in the right place at the right time to learn something that you're not supposed to know, and then she can't keep her <laughs> mouth shut. And I think that's been a fun wrinkle to her personality uh, through you know, kind of the beginning stages of her wonder run Um, Mm. to your point. I think she's going out there and she's no longer competing with others to try to steal the show. I think she's trying to find a way to one up herself for Mm. the next defense. And whether that's through storyline, whether that's through um, aiming up on her uh, high flying ability, whether that's through her entrance with the pyro and the jackets and the big vibe with the future stuff. Everything that she's doing um, screams to me, not just professional wrestler, but to your point, uh, sports entertainer, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a dirty word in, in wrestling <laughs> nowadays, depending on who you talk to. But I do think that in the world of professional storytelling, there's that storytelling element of who is this character? And when yeah. I show people stardom, specifically this year's stardom, the first thing they ask is, who is that and what's, her, what's she about? And then mm-hmm. you get to see the acrobatic aspect of it yeah. with the strong style and, and the um, the ring um, leadership that she has or the generalship that she has. There's a lot of facets that she does very, very well. And I think when you put yeah. all of that together, you get uh, someone who's just outkicked her coverage in a lot of ways uh, with regards to expectation with her first title run at a time that, you know, stardom is growing at a great level. She really answered the bell. And so for yeah. those reasons, I agree with you, Saya Kamatani, best performer in stardom through the, the first six months of the year. The best comparison I've ever heard is from Alex, who obviously has been on the show many a time. A friend of the show. Yes. Is that when she was first having that match with Utami, he said to me, they see her as a potential Io Shirai type wrestler because she does all the athletic uh, moves and you know she can fly through the air she can do the diving crossbody she can do a tope cone hilo she can do the phoenix splash and while yes Io Shirai is a different animal when it comes to talking about stardom there are a lot of similarities you know there's a reason Io Shirai 
has made it in WWE. It's because she's that sports entertainer. Sayaka Matani could do the same because she gets it, right? She has a character. She knows who she is, and she goes out there and puts on a show. Yep, I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, and she's got guts, man. She's got <laughs> guts. It's awesome. Um, okay, so let's move on to most improved, right? We've talked about, you know, the the, the best in class, right? And so let's talk about who is mm-hmm. progressing um, at, a, at an expedited rate here. Um I've got a little bit of recency bias uh, mm-hmm. because I love development. Mm-hmm. I love saying, but I'm not, you know, I people know. And if you don't, you probably should. Then I'm not the most disagreeable fella that you're going to meet, <laughs> especially on the social media. Yeah. Um, you know, but sometimes some wrestlers just aren't as good as you think they are. Right? right. And And you watch them and you say, oh, they're not good or they're not going to do well, or they're not going to live up to the caliber of wrestling that we expect within stardom and all this type of stuff. And then you got my Sakurai who comes in, um, you know, green as a goose mm-hmm. and kind of has to earn that credibility from the beginning and coming into this year, there really was a big question mark. And I think I'm on record, maybe on your show, maybe red leaf, shout out red leaf uh definitely yeah probably one of the two talking about that i really actually i think it was your show we i don't really follow my sakurai too much because it was my show (laughs) yeah because she kind of doesn't do much for me and she's not that she's not that good and man over the last eight weeks six to eight Mm -hmm. weeks she is making me eat my hat and then my other hat and then the hat after that (laughs) because she is becoming kind of incredible with her progression um, within the last couple months. It's insane to me that she can mix it up in trios matches, elimination tag matches, and she's found her footing there. But now we're watching her in Grand Prix qualifying uh, uh, block uh, matches against, you know, Hina's and and, uh, the Hina's and Rina's of the world. And she's leading the matches and she shows competence with people that you could make the case are better wrestlers Mm -hmm. than she was. Yeah, she is finding her footing. She is finding her confidence and she is wrestling and her execution is so much better than anything I would have thought up to this point. And the fact that I'm wrong, I was wrong about my Mm -hmm. I will continue. I will I will happily eat my hat and continue to do so because she is the most improved wrestler, in my opinion, in stardom uh, in the year 2022. Yeah, I think a lot of us are starting to eat that hat. Uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to my Sakurai. Uh, When she went to DDM, I think a lot of us said, really? Why? Why? (laughs) And now you see it, right? Her entire entire offense that's good is hard-hitting forearms and big boots, and it's very like, oh, she's just going to the school of Julia right now, and it's working. It's absolutely working. She has a new look. She feels confident now. She never felt confident when she was in uh, what is it? Cosmic Angels. She didn't feel confident at the beginning of her DDM run either, but now she feels confident. She's making us all look wrong, except for I'm sure a select few that did believe in her. That just takes time because, let's be honest, stardom often proves us wrong with these hey, wrestlers. Sure do. And the only reason I didn't go with her is because Mariah has been. Nothing short of incredible since coming to stardom. No one, and I mean no one, could have predicted 
what they would do in her first six months with her. Uh, you know, she leaves TJPW, a place where, let's be honest, she wasn't rising up the card anytime nope. soon. It wasn't happening. Uh, she had this, her character was kind of bubbly. You know, she'd smile, be happy to be there. Uh, you know, she wore the blue and red, the t-shirt, you know, nothing, nothing that really made her jump out in terms of, you know, we're looking here at the next big stars in Joshi. And I, let's be honest, that's just not what was happening. She walks into stardom and on her first night, let's be honest, she's upstaged by the debuting Tekla. Yep. That was, that was real. People on Twitter were loving Tekla. They were loving the Toxic Spider and everything she did. So what did Mariah do? Her next show, she not only won, she challenged Shuri for the World of Stardom Championship. A match that people said, oh boy. She's really? not ready for. No, she's not. What is she going there? She has the best match of her career. Uh, and obviously having Shuri as that dance partner never hurts, but that's what she did. And what she's done since then is get over the loudest clapping you'll ever hear. You know, she took advantage of the crowd only being able to clap. Now, anytime she's walking out there, she claps, they clap right along. Her matches are going on. Guess what? They're clapping. And, you know, you may say, yourself clapping is that really a big deal it is when that's all the japanese crowd can do and she's a big star and what does she do she goes on to win cinderella did people did everyone like it no because obviously people want uh homegrown talent or you know the discussion that has gone on since ddm really came mm -hmm. in sure but what stardom does so well is they get behind talent right they get behind these new talents so that now, after winning the Cinderella, she's established. And when she gets that win, whenever it may be, she's established and ready for it. She's developed into the wrestler she wants to be. She had this great interview. Uh, I forget what the I forget the uh, website, but it's a really good read. You kind of you kind of see where she gets all her uh, inspiration from. You know, she's like, you know, Tanahashi's cool, but. Uh, obviously Hiroshi Tanahashi, but I like Shingo Takagi. I like Hiroki Goto. I like the people that hit hard and do clotheslines. And when you watch her wrestle, you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You you destroy people with lariats. It makes all sense in the world. And then she goes on to face Saya Kamatani. And in that match against Saya Kamatani, it goes back to that best performer thing with Saya where, you know, she is bringing people up a whole new level. And I think that's what she helped Mirai do. Um, and I think Mariah has gone from someone in PG, uh, what is it? TJPW that was like, okay, you know, maybe she'll be a player in a few years because that's the, you know, that's the speed of TJPW. And that's just the truth. We don't have to act like it's not to, okay, she's here. She's one of the key players in stardom moving forward. She's someone they believe in. She's a future wonder world, whatever you may be. And she's showing that she deserves to be there in the ring, making that connection with fans. So it was hard for me to pick anyone but Mariah. Even if she wasn't in stardom last year, she has been the most improved, I think, overall. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mariah's a great get. Um, I think what I like so much about her is there was a bit of a ceiling on her in TJPW. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. 
right? I think it's just the way TJPW does what they do with rookies, right? They have their main event, they have everybody in the undercard, and then you just kind of break through when it's time for you to break through. Right. And I think there are people that were ahead of her in that line. Mm-hmm. And she kind of knew what her potential was, and she knew what her ceiling was at the time. Not to say that she wouldn't have become bigger in TJPW, but, you know, there there had to be a motivation to get out. Um, you know, and she bet on herself. And she yeah. came to to stardom, and she she publicized herself really well on social media in the interim. Uh, she got herself ready. She had a good entrance uh, with with Julia and the the mask Momo masks and and everything they did with all that, hmm. you know. And then she had to answer the bell, and yeah. and she went on to be uh, physically imposing. I think the most impressive thing for her, and what I like about her in the most improved section, is she went from potential to being a viable second to Shuri in Shuri's new faction uh, in the span of uh, four months. Yes. And I think that kind of, um, you know, that, that type of confidence in yourself to get there. And, and then what will be is, is a great uh, improvement on my expectations of her uh, when she first came in. So in, in that essence, I agree with you. I think you did a great job laying out her, her timeline up to this point. And yeah, I think that's a great get by you. And hey, Cinderella champ, let's go. Um, as we move forward to the back half of the season. We are working through these categories. And, yes. you know, we've hit best moment in stardom in the, in the, in the first, uh, first half of the year here. Uh, and what's interesting about it is that specifically in stardom, there have been so many moments because there's so many shows uh, and there's mm-hmm. so many pay-per-views and there's so many different spots that you can pick and you can say, Hey, this is a standout. This is something that I'm going to remember for a while. Um, this is a great moment. But for me, the best moment that I've seen so far out of stardom, and I think it's because it taps into a little nostalgia I think it taps into uh, a little bit of uh, selfishness because I wanted it to happen, right? And and then the expectation coming full circle um, when when it finally did. When Kyrie came back and there were no more questions, there were no more theories, there was no more hypotheticals. Kyrie is back in stardom. And she's going to wrestle and she's going to be treated like the uh, superstar that she is. And she's bigger than when she left, but we're not going to forget what she was when she was here. And then when she gets in that ring, she's going to continue what she started before she left, albeit better than when uh, than when she did. Kyrie returning was the moment of the first six months in stardom in my opinion and it's hard for me to think of another one that comes close yeah we're in agreement on this one it 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 was hard to think of anything else that came close like you said uh because what what was it a year-long chase by fans for Kyrie to come back pretty much more or less uh yeah and they have that you know they have that tease with Saya Kamatani who sees someone in the room and everyone starts thinking, Oh my God, is it, <laughs> is it, is it Kyrie? And then you had people that didn't want to, didn't want to believe it because they just couldn't believe it. Right. Because you didn't want to get your heart broken that it wasn't Kyrie. And 
in the end, you have that press conference. She takes the hat off. It's Kyrie. She's back. Uh, she, you know, she's in the shape of her life, which is saying something because it's not like she's ever been in bad shape. She's just, you know, ripped out of her mind and whatnot. Uh, and she's having these moments, these matches with, you know, she's already hit a lot of part of the roster, right? She teamed with Mayu in her first match back. That that first entrance might be the moment of the year for me. It's just her walking out there and in Ryagoku, uh, and people just feeling that. And it, it was so cool to just watch live because it was almost difficult to believe because, you know, when people go to WWE automatically, they're like, Oh, well, they're never going to come back. Right. And she, she didn't retire, but she kind of did. She was, she didn't wrestle for a year or two, almost two actually. And the, ex, uh, maybe it was one year. It was just one year. Yeah. Either way. It, it felt like two, but it was one. <laughs> um, and she comes back and she feels like that mega star you want her to feel like, and you can start having those thoughts of, oh, who's she gonna wrestle, and who's she gonna, who she wants to face? Is she gonna team with Mayu? Is she gonna be against Mayu? Is she gonna challenge for the titles? Is she gonna be in the five star? That's the that's the excitement it created. So it was hard to pick anything else besides Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a special moment, and I think it's one that's gonna live with a lot of people for a long time, both in and out of the Joshi circles, uh, which I think is really, really neat. Um, moving on final category. And then we'll start, you know, now that everybody's kind of got a familiar, uh, familiarity with the, with the, um, the categories. Now we'll just kind of roll through, uh, the promotions, but final category breakout star the next six months. And really what we're looking for here are people that, um, you know, they can be higher in the card. They can certainly have uh, some cachet to their name and, and who they are. But who's going to really take the ball and run with it in different aspects of professional wrestling in the next six months and really kind of make a splash or a name for themselves or further their name for themselves uh, through uh, the back half of the year here? Scott, we've talked a lot about a lot of people on this roster. Um, Stardom is doing a lot of really interesting things with a lot of great talent. Where do you see the next breakout star uh, the last six months here of 2022. No, it, it, it's funny because we know each other's answers, obviously, because yeah. we fill out a doc. And I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, who's gonna break out? Because you look at the stardom roster, and you're like, wow, a lot of them have already broken out, but there are some that you know need can get to a next level. And the one that you named, which I'm not gonna say, obviously, was the first one that came to my mind. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to be a little more creative because I don't want to just, you know, we don't want we don't want to do the same thing of like, oh, we don't yeah. agree with everything, like, yeah, right, right. So I thought a little deeper. I thought, what's coming up in Stardom? Obviously, that is the five star Grand Prix. That's where we watch Shuri blossom from, you know, one of the main roster members, but just to an absolute superstar through her great matches and ultimately winning it. So I thought, okay, five star, who's going to, who's going to make that mark in the five star. Suzu Suzuki is the one that popped in my head. Yes. I picked a non stardom roster member to be the breakout star of stardom. It's very here's bold. Why. It is, it is, but here's why we have watched prominence come into stardom and feel not only like a big deals, 
but we've watched Suzu Suzuki be traded as a main event caliber wrestler soon, right? Soon. We haven't seen her have that big main event match yet. We saw them fight DDM, and that was really good. Her and Julia traded, but we're still waiting for that match. And she's in the five-star Grand Prix. She, if you're just a stardom fan, you're still learning about Suzu along the way. If you're an ice ribbon fan, you know, you know how great she is. She is as much of a prodigy as anyone has ever been a prodigy in wrestling, truthfully. She's 19 years old, but she gets it. She gets it. She's as special of a talent today as there is one. And if anyone's going to use that five-star Grand Prix to raise their value and break out and you know show the world what they're made of, it feels like Suzu Suzuki. I feel you're not going to become a breakout star in stardom unless you have a great five-star. And it feels like that's what Suzu's going to do. Yeah, I think that's a great get. I, um, uh, I, I really like that pick because I do think Suzu Suzuki is going to bring a lot of um a lot of eyes to Joshi over the years just with what she's uh, capable of doing um and kind of her innovativeness like she's got um, a neat ingenuity or um yeah a, a very neat ingenuity to to how she wrestles and she's always looking to to do something you never see the same moves from her twice um back in back to back matches and i think that's by design and i think she's she prides herself on that. So she's going to keep evolving um, the more experience she gets, the different opponents she has, and, and and just with more experience. And I think that's super exciting. And I think in a five-star block, I think that would be really, really neat. And again, just the build towards Julia, I think is just, there's so much there that they can um, play off of that, that it could be really something special by the time it's all done. Uh, additionally, I do have her on that uh, Hanukkah pathway of being a freelancer, mm-hmm. working with stardom um, in a capacity of of being a regular but not being signed, and then mm-hmm. ultimately getting signed, right? And when she yeah. does, that's when they're going to strap the rocket to her and boom, off she goes. And so I think that's going to be a really neat dynamic. And again, that may not be for a couple years. I'm not saying that they should sign her tomorrow, although they should. It's, you know, <laughs> she's got a prominence thing. She's doing it. I'm so sure again, the contract's I'm, sitting there. Uh, you're right. I'm not saying that, you know, like, oh, we should go to stardom. What I'm saying is, is that I, it's very, you know, she's she's got the star power to be able to be inserted in and, and take off. And I do think that, that there's some similarities between her pathways and, and what Hana was doing prior to signing with stardom. Um, my breakout star, um, the next six months uh, is, is one that actually I'm glad that you agreed with, um, but I'm mm-hmm. interested to know if we have the same rationale behind it, because I don't see this person as someone that can um, vie for the top two titles on the single side in any type of realistic fashion. And what I mean is this wrestler up against Shuri probably is losing that match. This wrestler up against, uh, Saya Kamatani is probably losing that match. This wrestler up against the Mariahs of the world, probably losing that match. But Natsupoy is in a very interesting position because I think that she will bring character work to the forefront of stardom the next six months. 
Um, what I really like about Natsupoy outside of the high speed and, and the wrestling acumen that she has and, and all that is that I think that she's a fun character wrestler. I think she plays to the crowd. She's got that actress girl's background to where she knows how to uh, portray herself to every single person mm -hmm. in the arena, including the back row, including the high rise. Um, she's intoxicating to watch because she brings that spirit of Joshi into, into her matches. She's not been handcuffed because I think that's the wrong way of talking about it. But I think that where I've, I thought that DDMs run with those type uh, with those, with those trios titles, with the artists of stardom championships were, was a phenomenal run. And those matches were great and their chemistry is excellent and their timing and pacing and execution is beautiful. I don't think we got the Natsupoy character um, that, that, that we didn't get, we didn't get her living up to her potential, right? She was second fiddle to Micah. She was um, third fiddle to, to, to Himika. She's going to have an opportunity right with or without the titles over the next six months to kind of find her footing. And my hope is, is that it's above a high speed, right? But that she's bringing more story telling elements into DDM. She's still going to win matches. She's still going to have a high work rate, but we're going to start to see uh, storylines fleshed out a little comedy, a little, uh, little sister kind of brattiness, depending on who she's tagging with. And I think that there's an opportunity to tell more stories um, with Nat's point now that she's going to hopefully go back to being a singles um, wrestler a little bit more mm -hmm. than what she was capable of doing in uh, as, as, as artists of stardom champions, that type of opportunity. I think she's going to relish and she's got ideas that she's been sitting on, and we should see that. And it's going to start with a cage match against Tam and the history that those two have. We have Kyrie sitting there and their history sitting in the future. There is so much that could potentially happen with Natsupoy on the single side the next six months yeah. without even involving the titles that I think is going to help kind of flesh out uh, a different type of um, – it's a different type of storytelling than we're accustomed to seeing from this, again, quote-unquote, great promotion and so mm -hmm. if they can really lean into that i think that could be something special that again really kind of encompasses the spirit of joshi with having fun and making you laugh while mm -hmm. executing uh the fundamentals at a high level yeah yeah you you knocked on every point i could have thought at, uh thought of when it comes to natsupoi and i just want to add this like it wasn't a mistake that she was in that semifinal for the Cinderella. It wasn't a mistake. Right. Uh, she is as talented as anyone on that roster. And there are going to be roles to fill, I'm sure, in the future when it comes to someone that offers what she does, right? She can fit every role. We've seen it. We've seen it. You know, she's done high speed, she's done artist, she's can do tag team uh you know she challenged for the wonder she can do everything and those are the type of roster members that you don't overlook and i'm with you in the fact that she still has so much to offer and we we're watching it squeak out i think when she does these singles 
matches. And that's why I think that the series that's coming up for her and Tam is a big one because who's going to get that emotional character out uh, uh, the best on this roster? It's Tam Nakano. And these two have worked together, you know, so well in the past. They have that relationship. And it does feel like it's the time that they do strap that rocket to Natsupoi, wherever that rocket may be. And you made a good point. Maybe it doesn't involve those top two titles right now, but she's she's still young. She's so talented. Uh, she's clearly marketable. It's not like again, it's not there's there's a reason she was in that Cinderella, and we don't have to go into the backstage stuff that was reported because who knows how true that is, but. I just like to say there's a reason she was there. She feels like she's on the brisk of uh, popping off, as as the kids like to say. And uh, I'm really excited to see what Natsupoi does. She was instantly the first person that came to my mind. And, yeah, you hit it on that. Dig it. that, And that's stardom. I mean, again, which, hey, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more promotions to go through. But I think with one saying as much as we're saying about each of these categories and then start them and what they've been able to accomplish for the first six months, I think it's pretty deserving of the time we've given it so far. Mm-hmm. Switching agree. gears. We've got TGPW, right? Which is in an interesting spot. <laughs> they're in an interesting spot because um, they're doing a couple things different by seeing some tours of, of, of Miyu and Maki uh, going mm-hmm. um, stateside. We've seen, you know, um, uh, quality tag team wrestling out of them, um, especially from um, uh, Yuka and, uh, and and Mizuki. Uh, Grand Princess Twenty Two was a, a, a well received, um, you know, a, a pay per view, and we've got uh, you know Cyber Fight coming up here literally in the next couple of days. So a lot of things kind of popping off uh, for TJPW, and then a very what I hope to be a very exciting. Uh, six months on the horizon. Best wrestler through <laughs> the first six months. Um, <laughs> it's tough for us to go anywhere other than the ace herself. Um, Miyu Yamashita is pretty incredible. Uh, everything she does, consummate uh, professional. She just um, exudes everything you want out of the top of your company. And for another year, she she ranks up with the best of them as being uh, someone who is highly um, uh, polished at what she does. Great striker, uh, good uh, technical wrestler. And she really executes what her offense is better than everybody uh, in TJPW for sure. As well as again, she competes with the best of them uh, on, on the Joshi stage as is it. Am I, Am I, is it safe to say that you agree with me, Scott? Yeah, it's not even close, man. Right. <laughs> it's, like it's gonna... it's Miyu Yamashita. I'm and I'm gonna say this with all the respect to the TGP, uh, TJPW roster, but Miyu Yamashita is the only wrestler on that roster that I can comfortably say is in the top ten women's wrestlers in the world. Truthfully, yeah. truthfully, and that's not a shot at anyone. Nope. That is a credit to how good Miyu Yamashita is. Very good. And my, 
you know, me and TJPW have a wonderful love and hate relationship. We really do. The, you know, the, the first episode I was ever on of Just Joshi, we talked TJPW. We did. I had my thoughts out there. I I put them out there, but in the end, it all comes back to Miu in the part of TJPW that you can really enjoy, um, and it it's her that steers that ship, right? And when she's not on top, TJPW's weird, man. <laughs> it's weird because she's such a big like character and. You know, she's the main character of TJPW. So anyone else holding that top title is like, oh, you know, that's cool. Good for her. But what's Miu doing? Right? What's Miu Yamashita doing? And what she's doing is touring. She's touring the United States right now. She had a match with Miyuki Takase. And that's awesome. That's great. We love that. But yeah, she's just, she's world class. And she's showing people in her matches, why she is so recognized as that greatness. Um, there's just no one like Miu Yamashita in TJPW. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, best performer, uh, best overall wrestler for the promotion this year, who you got? So I have one thing written down. I do. But I actually, I'm actually going to switch here. And I'm going to give credit to Shoko Nakajima. Uh, Shoko Nakajima obviously is the Princess of Princess champion. And this isn't a thing where I'm just going to automatically pick the champion for everything. But, but, Shoko is someone that, you know, she kind of came in at a tough spot. Let's be serious here. Because as someone that thought you'd pay off that Maki Ito story, she came in. She beat Miyu Yamashita in their biggest show ever, Grand Princess, at Subo Hall. She had that great, great match. And as Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita, you know, head across seas, Shoko's there locking it down. That's the best she can. And Yuka Sakazaki as well. She's also, uh, she also took a tour in the United States, and she'll be doing so again for uh, the upcoming Pro Wrestling Gorilla show. So for me, it has to be Shoko Nakajima. Because without her, with all their other wrestlers going out, it's hard for anyone to be better. And, you know, she they're giving her interesting title matches. They're not giving her the Rika Tatsumis yet. She's getting Yuka at the cyber fight. Um, she's not wrestling Mizuki or anyone yet. So she's done her best to, you know, not uh, – keep TGPW afloat in a sense without those top stars always around. So I have to give her that credit, even if she's not, you know, on the top of my favorite list out of TJPW, I think she's doing a good job. Yeah. I think she's having a, you know, she's having a great little run here to start and um, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Right. There's a lot of uh, intrigue over Shoko's reign up to this point. Um, you know, and she's she's done it in a variety of different ways. So, yeah, I'm I'm in favor of that. I uh, I picked Makito because, again, when it comes to sports entertainment, right? She yeah. just has crossover appeal in spades, right? From 
from singing to her overall aesthetics to how people receive her when she comes out, the way she plays to the crowd, the lovable loser that she is. You know, I, I think that she plays every aspect of her um, uh, of her character just to the apex of, of possibility. And then you throw into that that her wrestling has gotten much, much better over the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And again, that's something that we've been saying now for 18 months uh, minimum. So, right. so you know, we we tend not to bring that up anymore because it's like, well, <laughs> she's a good wrestler now. We don't have to keep saying she's a good wrestler. But no, it's important that she's progressing at a high level. And and these matches with Miu are getting much, much better. Uh, yeah. The way she's playing in tag teams and she's not getting lost. And like, again, she's very consistent in her wrestling now. Um, you add to that, you know, the personality and just everything that is Mahito, I think it's incredible. And I think it works again. Japan, Europe, America, everywhere in between. You know, Makito, for me, best overall performer for for TJPW this year so far. Yeah, that makes Most sense imp- to me. Great. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're okay. No, you're quite all right. It's most improved. Right. I think this is a fun one because we have a lot of that we can pull from in, in TJPW because they are a, not a younger roster, um, albeit certainly some are, but like experience wise, a little on the younger side. So we can kind of draw a couple different parallels. Where did you go for most improved? I'm going to keep this as simple as possible. I think Susan May has improved greatly, and I think Susan May should be that person that makes the next jump. Uh, in TJPW, I think a lot of people can come together and agree that the B is uberly talented. Uh, she deserves a lot of credit for what she does in singles, but also what she does in tag team. I think her tag team with Arisa Endo has been actually one of the best parts of TJPW early on this year. And I think she deserves a bigger, bigger piece of the pie in TJPW. And I hope that's where we're going. Cause she's really improved. She's really become one of their uh, best wrestlers going. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Susan May is um, there's a lot of um, untapped potential there from a, from a booking perspective uh, in the very near future. So, um, and I think that they're building hopefully towards that. So, so I'm going to hold on to that thought for a minute, but I do want to talk about my most improved, which Funny enough, is her tag team partner, Arisu Endo. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find that she gets a little bit of the rub from Suzume because Suzume is such a um, high caliber performer within TGPW. But when I watched Arisu, because she's only been doing this now a little over a year. I mean, a year and a couple months now, right? Like she hasn't yeah. been doing it long. And when she came in, I was actively watching. Um, you know, or even one four. I forget. Anyway, she's a year, year and a half. We're in that time frame. Um, when she came in, she was super green. She, um, you know, she there were there was confidence issues. She she didn't get lost certainly in matches, but they didn't really feature her either. Now she's on equal footing with Suzume in the tag matches. She's she's leading. Uh, at least it feels like she's leading matches when she gets opportunities at, at singles matches. Uh, she's working up her, uh, um, she's working up the card a little bit. I remember, and it was recent, probably within the last 10 days or so, her versus uh, Rika Tatsumi, uh, the White Dragon. Mm-hmm. And I just felt coming out of that match and uh, Yuki Aino um, about a mm-hmm. month before, 
she really impressed me with the work that she was able to put together. Yes, there was she, she's good in tags, and we've seen uh, what is it, Daisy Monkey? I think is their tag match. Tag yes, um, yes. I, them do some really nice things over the course of the year. But really, what solidified most improved for me was watching her in there with Rika and watching in there her in there with someone like Yuki Aino, who again is a is a professional at what she does. She's holding her own. And last year, I don't know if I could say that about her. And I think for the progressions within TJPW, I think she's made such a great leap in 2022 so far that it's a no-brainer for me. Arisa Endo, most improved in TJPW, no doubt. Best moment for TJPW. Um, I'm I'm going to have some fun with this, right? <laughs> because I like to break down stereotypical walls, right? And yeah. and in Stardom, it was the moment of Kyrie coming back. In TJPW, I'm going to go with probably my favorite work rate match of 2022 um, for this quote unquote storytelling promotion. Right, see that fair enough. <laughs> and I'm going to go with the the magical sugar rabbits, uh, Mizuki and 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 uh, Yuka uh, versus Hakuchumu in Miyu Watanabe and and Rika Tatsumi at Grand uh, Grand Princess 22. I felt this co-main event tag team title match was absolutely fantastic. I'm a big tag team wrestler. I like high execution. I love character work, and these four together, I just felt figured it out you know they came in with the plan that they were going to steal the show and in my opinion i think it was the best show of the 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 card and in and again where i'm not following tjpw the way i i do wave for example <laughs> i do watch a lot of tjpw and it's by far my favorite match so far this year and i don't think i'm speaking out of school when i say that um the fact that these four went out there and tore the house down at a very big event for TJPW, I just, it felt, it still puts a smile on my face. It's my favorite match of TJPW's in, in, in 2022 so far. It's my favorite moment in, in uh, TJPW in, the, in, in 2022 so far. These four women crushed it. You convinced me. If this if this makes any sense, you convinced me that I should go somewhere else. I was originally going to say, "Oh, Shoko winning, yeah, that was great, it was emotional, blah blah blah." But I think I'm going to go to my favorite match actually, which was at that Cork and Hall show to kick off the year on the fourth, the one we talked about long ago here on Just Joshi, <laughs> uh, which was Miu Yamashita versus Mizuki, because that was. That was that match that, you know, Makito lost. And you were like, okay, well, if there's anyone that could beat her, it's Mizuki. Mizuki has been ready in the wings for a long while now. And it was a very emotional match. It was a very physical match. It was very, it was a very Miu Yamashita match, obviously. But Mizuki kind of made it her own. And she made you believe that this is going to be her time. It took one cutie special, but she just failed once again. Uh, it, it's a fantastic match. It's it really tells you how great the Yamashita run was because we can point to those last three uh, matches. I think, in my opinion, maybe the best uh, of her reign, maybe the best in TJPW history, truthfully, uh, because of how great she was. Um, with the Maki Ito one being the first uh, for me 
in my opinion. But I thought that match was great. It made me believe that Mizuki could win that night. I watched it live because TJPW airs at pretty nice times once in a while. So I appreciate that on their end. But just a great match. Um, yeah, and it made, it made me a believer that Mizuki should be champion at that time, which, again, for the second straight pay-per-view, I was proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. And and again, I think that, you know, th- there's quality in TJPW and, and people don't give it enough credit, especially at the top of the card. I think these are two great examples of them going out and, and just crushing um, yeah. work rate matches. Right. Um, how about that? TJPW uh-huh. fans. Um, breakout star next six months. So you got. I'm going crazy here. I'm going Jury Nagano. I think she has three matches to her name. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but she feels like the new Yuki Rai in the sense that Yuki Rai came in last year, kind of made waves by, you know, she was the pop. Uh, she was the idol that came in, the successful idol, as opposed to Maki Ito, of course. And she made waves. She made fans. She won Rookie of the Year or came. Yeah, she won Rookie of the Year in uh, the Tokyo Sports Voting. I think Jury Nagano has a better uh, athletic background, obviously, as a black belt in karate. She's shown some things, and I think if she learns correctly from the right people, <laughs> Miyu Yamashita, uh, <laughs> she can really go far. She's actually had a match with Miyu Yamashita. It was like five minutes, but it was really, really good because she shows she shows that sign of potential. And I think, you know, at Cyber Fight Festival, she's teaming with Yamashita and Ito, which is a big spot. Big spot for her, obviously, uh, to face the team of Hikari Noah, Yuki Rai, and uh, of course, it's now left my head. Um, but it's uh, oh, it's Suzume, Suzume's in it, which is great. Um, so that's kind of where I, if they're willing to put her in that spot already, despite having three matches to her name, I do feel like she's about to get some good looks. And if she's developing, she has a shot. Yeah, good publicity behind her, a lot of traction. I can see it, definitely. I'm going Suzume. I want them to pull the trigger. I think we need somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. The biggest knock, I don't know, the biggest criticism, um, I think, put on TJPW in a fair way uh, is the fact that a lot of their booking has been a bit stagnant, um, maybe a little idle, and it's very reminiscent of 17 through early 2019. Um, with their champions and how they do it and who they're going to push and everybody else and all this type of stuff. I think you can break that mold after cyber fight. Um, and you can give Suzume her flowers, right? Mm. Uh, shout out Alex over at Starter <laughs> because she's deserving to move yeah. into a position. I get it. She's only been wrestling a couple years. They don't typically work that way. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I understand. But you need something a little to, to just shake it up a little bit just to see you know, if the fan vote matters to TJPW, then gives Suzume something that she can kind of sink her teeth into. She doesn't need to be world champion, but put her in there in the eye pop, see what she does in a short run. Give me something different. And I think of the, if I look at that roster, I think that um, you really have an opportunity with Suzume, given the fan, uh, the fandom backing that she has mm. thus far and her uh, ability to both be, uh, a, a, a very serviceable tag partner and and a very uh, interesting singles partner or excuse me sing, singles wrestler um, to do something more than what you're doing with her right now she's kind of mm-hmm. at that ceiling of the rookies trying to punch through 
And I just haven't let her punch through yet. Let's break through that glass ceiling. Let's give her an opportunity. Give her the tag titles. You don't have to give her a single title. Give her the tag titles. Let's see what she can do with it. Susan May, next six months. That's what I'm looking for. Um, out of TJBW. And I think they do. I think I think they bring in new fans. And I think they make um make something. They they kind of spice it up a little bit right now. Um Ice Ribbon. Very interesting year for Ice Ribbon. <laughs> Yappy, friend of the show, was on a couple months ago talking about some of the the things that they're working on. We have we're in the mists of a of a um, um, Infinity uh, tournament, um, Ice Xfinity um, uh, title tournament um, that'll run pretty much the next two months. Ice Ribbons had a lot of turnover. Has had a mm. lot of um, they've been they've been in the news. Uh, the last year or so. Um, I'm interested to know what your thoughts on the last six months were. Best wrestler for you <laughs> out of Ice Ribbon. Who you got? <laughs> uh, the one that people call the best in the world, uh, Sukasa Fujimoto. She she wrestled for five months this year uh, because she obviously hasn't wrestled this month. She She's been out of action now for a month, pretty much to the day. And she still put on a hell of a show, man. You know, she is as good as anyone when it comes to professional wrestling. And she had, she made herself a wrestler of the year candidate in like a week span, right? She had the matches with Arisa Nakajima, which were phenomenal back to back days to add. Um, and then she of course had that great Yokohama Budokan um showing back-to-back matches she she liked doing that back-to-back thing she was really good at it uh where she just had two great matches in the sakushi send-off uh there's just there was no one better than fujimoto in ice ribbon and i do hope she comes back selfishly i don't know i don't know what her deal is right she's on a break she's on hiatus she never said she retired um but you know she's married now she can do whatever she wants and i will respect whatever she wants but but I would love if she came back because I would love to see her wrestle again. Uh, but she easily was the best wrestler for Ice Ribbon, I think. Yeah, I think she's on sabbatical. I do think we will see her again. I don't know if it's in 2022, albeit I'm not complaining if she does. Best in the world for a reason. Tsukasa Fujimoto, absolutely the best at wrestling. Uh, probably on this list, let alone definitely an Ice Ribbon. Um, best performer. Who you got? Sukasa Fujimoto. I know, I know. It's it's weird when you double up, but it's hard to not double up. I can understand if someone picks Sakushi, you know, she was their champion and yada yada yada. But man, Sukasa had a great, great five months. And he said best in the world. There's there was no one better. There was really no one better. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, best performer for me is um, the best in the world, Tsukasa Fujimoto. <laughs> it's I you can't. You, she was she's the best in the world. She's not a break five, for now, six, so. seven tool player. She she is the first six months of the year again for another year in a row. This is the reason she, she was top twenty last year in PWI. There's a reason that she's in contention for being in the PWI list this year, albeit she's only got five months underneath her belt. She is great. At what she yeah. does, um, so that's Fujimoto in, in all capacities, uh, in Ice Ribbon, outside of Ice Ribbon, just absolutely fantastic. I hope we get her back soon. 
Uh, if we don't, it's deserving. She deserves a break. And when she comes back, she's going to be refreshed, ready than ever. And I expect a new Sukasa and a better and improved Sukasa. And that's a dangerous thought to think about. So, yes, best performer 2022 so far in Ice Ribbon Sukasa Fujimoto. No doubt about it. Most improves an interesting one because there's a lot of angles, a lot like TJPW. There's a lot of there's a lot of pull. Um, or there's a lot to pull from because you know you're dealing with um, you know, and again in a very respectful way, a little bit of an exodus, right? Of people leaving and giving opportunities to people underneath of them, and then kind of how that all shakes out over the next couple months is really going to be interesting. Um, so if you're not paying attention to Ice Ribbon. Like we, they, and again, this is kind of the theme on this podcast the last uh, since I started it. But we are turning the page. There is a new chapter to be written, one with a proven track record with the nice ribbon to build new stars and garner favor with fans and create new fans over time. This is a time to get in on the ground floor and help Mm -hmm. be part of the process of how they go about uh, navigating, you know, uh, the unknown. And that's super, super interesting to pay attention to. And I think for me, with some of the opportunity that's been given, I think uh, Kaho uh, Matsushita or Matsushita or Shida, however you say, is is in a (laughs) in a good position, um, you know, to to be one of the to be one of the, the 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 people to pay attention to in the future. But her improvement over the the last six months, I think, has just been super solid i think you know and maybe not as linear as you know we need everybody to step up right i don't know if they've had that conversation within the dojo but given the opportunity to do more i think kaho has been doing more um and i'm really interested to see how that uh continues to develop as we go through the year here kaho for me most improved in ice ribbon this year uh where do you stand on this you know, it's kind of like you picking Sukasa three times, by the way, because she, you know, Kaho now wears her gear. So I mean, there's a reason that I went with her. I mean, <laughs> the, you just assume that if you, there's something that Sukasa sees that I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to ride the wave with. Yeah. Uh, wrong promotion, by the way. Wave is coming up soon. <laughs> uh, but I love that pick. Uh, and it's funny there. I've never followed Ice Ribbon closer than I am right now. Um, and I think it's because of that excitement of the new era. You can kind of learn and grow as you and Parker talked about on the, the episode that he was on. Uh, it's a good time to jump in because now you get to grow with them. And the wrestler that jumps out to me as most improved and someone that they really needed to be most improved was Asahi. Um, Asahi had that huge ice cross infinity title match at Yokohama Budokan, the final title defense of Sakushi. Uh, that kind of tells you where they see her, um, obviously, as one of those future faces of Ice Ribbon. And as someone that watched her very, very limited uh, in the past, and especially now, she kind of feels just like as special as you need her to be, right? You need her to develop. You need her to grow. And in the future, I think she's only going to get better and better and better. She's learning from the right person, obviously, because Sukasa, by the way, is while she is on the sabbatical hiatus, she's still helping behind the scenes. She's still mm-hmm. helping Ice Ribbon. And I think Asahi is going to get given those reins sooner rather than later. And I think she has shown in this first half alone 
that she's ready to shine when they want her to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, she really could be a uh, champ, you know, uh, mm. sooner rather than later. You know, they could really move her up the ladder quick. Um, and I don't know if anybody would be surprised by that. Um, great pick. Um, best moment so far. What do you got? I think I know where you're going to go with it yeah. uh, because it, it's almost like the slam dunk and it makes too much sense not to do, <laughs> but I have never been one to make much sense. Um, so I'm going to pick the Arisa Nakajima versus Sukasa Fujimoto rematch the day after their seedling, uh, you know, killer match. While this one may not have been as good in terms of in ring quality, this brought that emotional side because, there is the factor that Sukasa beat her the night before. There's the factor that these are, after all, the best friends going head-to-head. Not for the last time, but for the last time for a while. And that's exciting. That's emotional. Um, could Sukasa steal the Beyond the Sea Championship before walking away for a little bit? Those were the questions we were playing with here. And in the end, yes, Nakajima won, but it was an emotional win for her. Uh, they are two of the best for a reason, and they put on one heck of a show one day after doing exactly that in Seedling. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, I think that back to back is yeah. absolutely fantastic between those two. Um, I want Mizukuchi's retirement because how can you not? Right. It's it's the you know it's it's one of the it's going to be one of the lasting memories of 2022 in my opinion in Joshi in general. Uh, again, somebody that and it's interesting because it's not it doesn't fit the narrative of of what you expect out of out of wrestling going out on your back uh, to the level that you did. You know, like th- this was a celebration of Sakushi, and and again, I like that. You know, like not everything needs to be a build to something else all of the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sometimes it's just about giving the exclamation point. And again, we talked a lot, Parker and I talked a lot about this on the last episode of um, uh, the snapshot, just Joshi a couple weeks ago, you know, and, and I think the way they brought the Sakushi retirement show to an end, um, I think it just hit the right way. I think yeah. the matches were good. I think that the celebration was appropriate um, and again, this is somebody that spent the the majority of their teenage life, you know what I mean? Uh, plus all of her adult life up to this point, um, you know, uh, working in ice ribbon and, and training other wrestlers in ice ribbon and, and promoting and, and being an ambassador for ice ribbon. And so to send her out. Um, the way that they did, I thought was really well done. I thought it was a class act and yeah, you know, there's, you know, you can, you can draw, um, certain parallels of what might have been best for business, you know, from a, from a long-term perspective, but you know, sometimes you just got to put that on the back seat and say there, this is a moment in time and this is a moment to celebrate somebody. And this isn't Western business, you know what I mean? And that something like this means way more to oh, yeah. to to the fans of Ice Ribbon, to the fans of Sakushi, to Sakushi herself, to Ice Ribbon in general. Like they needed a feel good 
Um, and where it's not fun that she's leaving, the way she's leaving, I felt was done right. And I think for the people that are working with an ice ribbon, um, from a talent perspective, I think the people that commit to other jobs outside of just being talent, I think to the people that they recruit to come in and just be happy with pro wrestling and learning to mm. wrestle at the dojo. I think this goes a long way for culture in the future and setting a tone on what ice ribbons culture is going to be uh short-term, long-term more so than, you know, short-term benefit um, from, from the next story element. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's uh I think that's that, that moment was really, really cool. Um, you know, with her and, 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 Sukasa and uh, Manami and, and everybody in between. I just felt it was really, really well done class act from Ice Ribbon um, moving forward. So that's my moment of Ice Ribbon 2022. Breakout star. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up a little bit. I think we did have a little bit of an emotion, uh, emotional uh, moment with Ice Ribbon. I, I'm going summer ham. Let's go. I want, and I, here's the thing, Scott, are you, are you a fan of ham? I am. Okay. Are you a fan of the food? <sighs> the answer is I'm yes. getting there. I'm getting okay, there. Yes. There you go. I don't care if it's Bayonne ham. I don't care if it's black forest ham. I don't care if it's boiled, cooked Canadian bacon, Capicola, Gamon, honey, maple ham. Scott, I don't care what kind of ham we get. I don't care if we get all of them. I think my opinion, the next six months of ice ribbon, you want to lay a foundation of, of consistency. You want a cornerstone of growth. I think it starts with what you do with Hamoko Hoshi moving forward. I'm not saying she should be the champion because she's not even in the tournament. I don't think, um, not. I'm saying that behind the scenes, with the talent she's the we already know that she's like the mother of the group um the way she takes care of the younger wrestlers i think that there's a hole that needs to be filled um and i think i think ham's gonna fill that hole moving forward i expect big things out of her i really do i expect quality matches i expect uh, uh, memorable title challenges i expect maybe even another tag team run at some point uh, Hamako Hoshi should be working towards getting a Buki to the next level, as well as working with the roster to help elevate them and where it won't be appreciated, uh, on the match card, right? I think she's going to do more to get the most out of this roster moving forward than anybody else. And I think that's a neat wrinkle on the breakout definition the rest of the year. I can't disagree. It's very important. I think having a veteran to lead the way in such a situation is very important. She feels like she has to be that one. Not not that she will be, but she needs to be. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Ibuki Hoshi. I feel the moment we watch Tsukasa and Tsukushi, you know, take their breaks or retire. Um for Sakushi, obviously. Ibuki Hoshi became the pound for pound best wrestler in Ice Ribbon, that's signed to Ice Ribbon. And that that could be lofty, obviously, as she's very young. Uh, she's 
you know, not in a prime or anything, but you're going to need someone to carry the torch now in Ice Ribbon. And while I think a lot of people believe that could be Asahi, um, I think Hoshi, more than anyone, is ready to do so. She's had two fantastic title challenges over the past year for that Ice Cross Infinity title against Fujimoto and Sakushi. Um, she just feels ready. She feels primed and ready. She's in the tournament. She feels like she's a favorite in the tournament. Uh, I, th I think these six months are going to be crucial to her. And if you really want to make an impact in this, uh, not rebuild, but this new era, you, you go with one of the young stars, and I think she's ready to do it. I think she is ready to do it. I mean, she's had the help of many. She was in that tag match with Tsukasa against uh, Nakajima and Hikaru Shida. Like, there's a lot of trust there from ice ribbon to put her in these big matches. And I do feel like it should be her time. She should break out here. Yeah. Yeah. I, she does seem like the heir apparent, right. In a lot of ways. And we'll see how that, uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, and that's great. Get, Hey, look at that. Hoshi sisters. Holla. Here we go. Let's <laughs> go. It's just your, it's your time moving forward. Um, I love that. We're gonna we're gonna pick up the pace here as we go through the rest, just so that you know everybody listening out there can get through everything in uh, not three hours, um, yeah. and we'll flesh out where we need to. Before we get started, we are gonna make jump ship to Wave uh, Pro Wrestling Wave, but before we do, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Abid uh, Abid five seven zero six on Twitter. Um, this cat is pretty much keeping everybody in the loop with what's happening in, in catch the wave. Uh, he's put in the legwork to, to figure out how people can go about uh, uh, the buying uh, a, a Japanese uh, uh, wrestling pay-per-view in it. That's only it, that can only be bought by people in, in Japan. Like he, he's really, he's worked with Gammy reaching out to her to, to help, um uh push um wave um to, to 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 more westerners he's you know doing a lot to you know really um support um joshi in general but this year pro, uh, pro wrestling wave specifically so i do want to give him a shout out because he's doing a lot especially with the catch the wave tournament to keep to keep most people in the loop so abid if you're listening i know you are homie keep it up bro um you're doing great work and and much deserved of, of the shout out in my opinion um i agree by the way i totally agree it no is man. better it's really doing it, it's very impressive uh wave interesting year for them right kind of coming mm -hmm. off the heels a little bit of momentum coming into 2022 and best wrestling the first six months who you got uh nagisa nazaki i think she has shown in her title reign so far that not only is she the right choice for this next, I wouldn't say next era, but, you know, coming off that momentum to lead the way uh, for, you know, more viewers, more viewers, whether it be Western or Japan. I think a lot of more people are noticing what pro wrestling wave has to offer. And she's been a really good champion. She's had good title defenses, um, which is something I think you really need. Uh, if you want to gain momentum is a champion who is being a great champion. It's very uh, self-explanatory at times, but her doing that, I think gives them just such a stability that they need. Yeah, I agree. I think she's been uh, the all-star 
of, of wave this year. I think she's finally healthy. Her, her big boot looks a lot better. Her conditioning seems much better. Uh, Nagisa Nozaki is an absolute all-star. I couldn't agree with you more best wrestler in wave so far this year, best performer, however. And again, I am somebody that loves comedy wrestling. So, it is not a shock to anybody that my pick for best overall performer in, in pro wrestling wave this year goes to none other than the goat herself, Sakura Horoda. Uh, she is just fantastic. There's, I don't have one negative thing to say about her. I think she's great. Um, I want to hang, you know, she's, she's just awesome. I think everything she does is hilarious. Um, I think she can go with the youngins when she wants to, but I know she knows what pays the bill, and that's the comedy stick that she does. And I respect the hell out of that. Sakura Hirota, for me, just hits every, every every single thing I look for in a wrestler, including the comedy bits. A plus from her this year so far. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to disagree with Hirota, especially when you like that comedy uh, style that she has. There's no one better at it. Uh, to be exact, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down though. I'm gonna pick Nagisa Nozaki. I think it takes having a champion who feels like a champion, who feels mm-hmm. like a dominant champion. She has a presence about her when she's out there. Uh, anytime you watch her and catch the wave, you're like, oh, she she feels like the champion, and she is the champion, obviously. But that goes a long way in making people notice you and notice the promotion. And I think she's done some great work. Um, as I said previously, I won't, I won't harp too much on the Nozaki love, but I think she's been fantastic this year. I agree. And that's a great choice as well. Nozaki is having a banner year. No doubt about it. Uh, most improved. Most improved. I feel like there's only one answer for this because the wave roster is so small. Uh, but Kohaku, I think, when Kohaku showed up in, uh, not Marvelous, uh, my bad on that one. When she showed up in Wave, people didn't know really what to think because, you know, the way she kind of departed from Marvelous last year was a little, little weird, obviously. No one really knows exactly what went down, but she, you know, came over, changed her name to Kohaku, had this whole new look. Um, I've heard people compare her to, you know, like a young Kaori Oniyama and just look alone, but she has shown more potential, more skill now than I think she ever did during her time in Marvelous. She feels like that perfect star for them to build with, right? And, you know, she was, if she won the wave, Regina the Wave belt, say, next year, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think she's shown great improvement. She's been one of the best parts of the Catch the Wave tournament. I'm really excited to see her continue to grow because she's far from done. Yeah, I, I think that she does have uh, a lot of room for growth. Um, and for me, I, I, I have Kohaku as well, and it's very simple. She wasn't wrestling. Now she is. Can't make much of a discernible uh, improvement than that. So the fact that she's back in the ring and she's doing her thing and, and she's finding her feet underneath her, I think is a great improvement on what she was, which was not wrestling at all. So in that sense, <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> get your flowers. Ohako, yes. Most improved in wave this year. No doubt about it. <laughs> um, best moment in wave for me. And you've touched on it. So I'll, I'll, I'll go first and I'll let you take, uh, take, take the ball after uh, Nagisa Nozaki's title reign. I just think, you know, she's really cementing herself as, I think this is probably her best run with the title, in my opinion. Um, not just from match quality, but just cementing that vibe of being a champion. 
last year. Not to say that it was turkey jerky. She had the title. Sakura Hirota had the title, but she won it back. It it was fine. This year, however, I just feel like she's elevated her character, her wrestling, her importance with the title to where, to your point earlier, she feels like she's a champion and she feels like she should be there. Because of that, best moment for me has been every single one of her matches uh, for the title up to this point because I think she's delivered more times than not and has really cemented herself as being just a quality top-of-the-card champion uh, for Wave. Yeah, uh, you you make a great point, but I didn't want to triple down on Nozaki, so I wanted to change <laughs> it up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go to the big upset in the Catch the Wave tournament thus far, which was Suki Aoki beating Miyuki Takase, the reigning Catch the Wave champion uh, in Takase's first match. It was a really good match. Uh, I think it's maybe the best from the tournament so far, in my personal opinion. But I think the steal of the win, I know you how big of an Aoki fan you are, yes. so it was probably very cool for you to see. But I think... I think, you know, going into that match, a lot of people were like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is a nice win for Takase. You know, she gets she gets her round going early, and she actually hasn't wrestled since that match, which uh, I think adds a little more to it. Uh, but she pulled off a great upset. Uh, Takase was stunned, you know, when she gets up. She's really good at uh, showing that emotion, I think, one of the better ones, of being like, oh, my God, what just happened? Uh, and Aoki was like, oh, my God, I just I just pinned her, uh, which it just works out so well. And, yeah, uh, for me, it's that. That was a great moment and really what I thought started off Catch the Wave so well. Yeah, I think uh, I think that type of what's the word? Um, it's a, it was a surprise, right? Like I think that type of un, like I think that what that did is really kind of set the tone for a tournament, which is what you want of uncertainty, right? And anytime you can get that kind of upset in the first, and again, you, you at some level you expect it, maybe not from this match specifically, but you expect it in tournaments to see upsets. The fact that we saw this upset first night. I think kind of set a tone uh, for catch the wave this year that, um, you know, is one that they're going to have to meet as they go through these two round, uh, two round Robins. And then the final we'll see. Um, fantastic pull by you though. I think it was a great moment. And depending on how all this shakes out could be a moment that, that causes some, uh, some more discussion later down the line. So we will see uh, breakout star for the next six months. Well, within the next six months, over the next six months. There you go. Uh, here in, in pro wrestling wave again, once you and I, you know, we're vibing on the same wavelengths here. Kohaku makes the most sense because she has the most room for, for not just growth, but she has the most, uh, uh, pathways, right. To make a splash. Now that she's back into the thick of things. Um, Kohaku breakout star for me. I really do expect her to kind of, cement herself as being part of this roster moving forward to where she's viable to win or lose against anybody on the roster, any of the freelancers coming in. And I think that's going to elevate her faster than most in this promotion over the next six months. 
I'm right there with you. Uh, it's it, again with Wave. You know they have a very small roster. They bring in a lot of members of other promotions. So it comes down to you know Yumioka, who's unfortunately injured, uh, Sekiro Hirota, Yuki Miyazaki, and uh, Nagisa Nozaki. Um, so it's like and Kohaku, obviously. So Kohaku just feels like that person is going to keep building and keep growing, and that's like the most. Im- exciting part i think of wave moving forward yes catch the wave is far from over but watching kohaku grow as a wrestler and where wave you know wants to see her go is really what is the interest level for me moving forward in pro wrestling wave yeah 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 me too i think there's a lot of question marks and she's got an opportunity to answer a lot of them um you know as we progress here so i'm with you there um let's let's shift gears here um our next couple of promotions not running a tremendous amount of shows this year so far, averaging anywhere between two and two and a half a month. Uh, Sendai Marvelous and Seedling will run. Uh, excuse me, I'm uh, I apologize. We uh, I'm I'm skipping over one. Nomads, um, a little bit recent bias. I could I could have thrown in prominence and I could have thrown in colors, I guess. But um, you know, given that everybody's only had like one show. Um, I think Nomads coming off the heels of what we've experienced. I think they got a lot of traction. And from a roster perspective, you know, they're putting together a nice little team uh, of freelancers here. I want to stick with them. I want to kind of ride, kind of ride that momentum uh, uh, through this project. Nomads has delivered on their show. I'm sure we can both agree to that. Who did you feel was the best wrestler? Uh, as the part of the, the Nomads Freelance Summit cohort that we've seen so far. This is where my identity really uh, pokes out. My mm-hmm. uh, identity from whether it be Twitter or every appearance I ever have on a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, as as was shown this week on uh, Strong Stylish. Uh, shout out. Go check that one out if you would like. Mm-hmm. Um, is Miyuki Takase. Uh, I think she's one of the best in the world. I think she is just so good at everything. You know, we, we're not talking about actress girls today because they're not really what they once were because they kind of shut down, but they didn't. I have no idea what they're called anymore. Don't really know anyone there, but she was the ace, right? She was the one there. And when they shut down, I was like, okay, well, where's Takase going? That was the real question. And she's become a freelancer. She's done a little bit here, there, and everywhere. Uh, She's even done stuff in the United States. But when Nomads was announced and her name was attached, I said, hell yeah, let's go. And obviously, they've had one show. So if we were just to base this on one show, I could have pretty much said anyone in that main event. (laughs) And it would have worked. But I think... Uh, pairing that with what she's done outside of Nomads, it's hard uh, to beat anyone else. I think she is a world-class talent. Uh, she She's kind of that talent that will make you smile, and then she'll chop like someone, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, what? Why is so, <laughs> someone that's so bubbly and happy just absolutely destroy that poor whoever it is? And I think that's the great thing about her, and she's just fantastic, and she's, she's kind of like that person you want someone to build around because she's that good yeah yeah i agree and she's my she's she's my uh best wrestler uh so if i just be for everything that you said as well as i think that she's got um you know certain potential uh to that where she hasn't hit anywhere near her ceiling yet and that's tough because there's a lot of good wrestler rena yamashita uh my kihi uh you who we haven't even talked about yet um 
uh, Vinny Asuka. Like, there's just so many good wrestlers that are part of this project. Uh, but I really do think that when we're just talking pure wrestling um, talent, I, I think Miyuki Takase's got them all beat, um, you know, by a hair. And, and and it's deserving, right? Because she is. She is pretty incredible. Uh, best performer. I'm going to let you go first. I'm pretty sure you kind of alluded <laughs> to it in the last little, little synopsis there. Who you got? Yeah, it's Miyuki Takase. I know, go. I know. I, <laughs> I kind of gave it away when I was talking about how she does like the little things right. You know, she has this bubbly personality. Uh, she's very like welcoming, and then she'll chop someone to death, which comes to the wrestling part of this, right? Uh, but she she gets that, you know, as we called it, the sports entertainment side. She's very entertaining. She can do the comedy match when you want her to. She can do the uh, she can do the serious work, great match. She can do pretty much anything. She feels like a star. She is a star. She's someone that if you picked up and start a wrestling promotion tomorrow, you'd actually very much consider to lead the way uh, for you. I think, again, this is a Nomads one show, but I'm talking whole year and who's impressed me the most. It has to be Takase. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she certainly is elevated her game. Um, no doubt about it. For me, best performer, I'm, I'm actually going to split the vote, uh, and, I, and I'm going to go based off the show, um, and I'm going Venny, uh, Asuka, and uh, Sayori Anu. I think the idea of a double countout in which they're setting up a match for August at the next Nomad show between these two, and the character uh, play that we saw from them, where they both kind of have this sassiness to them, uh, they both have this, like, I'm, uh, I don't need to deal with you cause I'm better than you kind of mindset. Uh, but we get in the ring together and we'll rip your face out. I just thought that that played very well, both, uh, in ring, but more importantly, outside the ring. Um, and it set up a story for their next show. And I think that's something that we should, um, you know, that, we, I, that I'm not going to discount, uh, moving forward, because again, there should be something that ties one nomad show into the next, regardless of timeline. So my hope is, is that we get it. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed up to this point. Those two performed in the ring together as part of their tag match. More importantly, they performed uh, against each other to set up a sh to set up a match for the next show. I think that's a good piece of business that they did. Best performers for me, Nomads so far. Benny Askin, Sayoria New uh, moving forward. Most improves an interesting one. Because you got a lot of freelancers that have done a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So where do you go with this? And I want it to be bold, um, and I wanted to think of—I wanted to think a little bit outside the box with this with this one. So I went with Saki. I know that's going to hurt some people because Saki should be looked at as being more than a lot of other Joshi wrestlers. Um, to say that she's most improved uh, seems a little disingenuous. But for me, really, what it comes down to is she took a whole group of people and started something new. And she did an interview where she talked about how she didn't know what the hell she was doing. And she's turned it into uh, this colors faction that's working with nomads, working with putting on their own produce shows, which again, she had no business or she had no know-how of doing prior to uh, uh, leaving actress girls she is now partnered with Stardom, uh, working with Cosmic Angel. She is a Cosmic Angel, I guess you can say now at this point. Um, 
you know, and she's been working, um, you know, in, in different facets over the course, or in, um, and, and they worked in Ice Ribbon, excuse me. Um, Saki is the leader, and she's finding work for others, and she's really taken a, you know, leadership role within this freelance group to to help get others paid. And I find that to be uh, just fantastic uh, work from her. And so it's from someone that had no quote unquote business experience outside of being a wrestler prior to 2022 to see where she is now and the inroads she's made in so many promotions for so for the people that that trusted to go with her. Again, I just I don't know if that c- covers most improved, but I wanted to get her on this list somewhere and I wanted to I wanted to give her her flowers again. Alex, <laughs> over. he got he's got me on this, man. I'm telling you, Um <laughs> It's, you know, and I wanted to make sure I got her on here. And I think this is a good spot for her. So Saki, most improved just from a business standpoint of being able to not to not having the know-how per her to doing what she's been able to do in the first six months with colors. Very impressive. You know, it's funny. We have the same person, but actually for different reasons. Tell me about it. You, you bring up the business side, but I think what's just as important was what is just as important as getting over and getting your your uh, wrestlers booked is that you need to show up on your end as the leader in the ring and what you're doing. And I think Saki has stepped up her own game in a lot of ways. You know, she has become an option for a lot of promotions to kind of challenge for world titles, um, to challenge for tag titles as part of Galaxy Punch with uh, Hikaru Shimizu, and you don't do that without improving your own game, right? When Actress Girls went down, again, I said it, I just said it, Miyuki Takase was the, who, whoa, where's she going? But what Saki's been able to do is create that buzz for her and colors through just her matches alone, and she's on all these cards, she's part of stardom, she's part of a faction in stardom, you know, like she has done the work, and her improvement in the ring alone has been something I've been impressed by. So it it all goes hand in hand, right? The business side, the in ring part, and just, you know, being able to be someone that promotions want on their shows, it goes such a long way. And that's exactly what she's done. I think that's great. Yeah, I would, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. Very impressed with what she's been able to do in such a short amount of time uh, in both facets. So I'm with you there. Tell me best moment you've seen from nomads so far. That main event, man, that is one of the best first show ever main events. If that makes sense. You know, this is their inaugural show. They gotta, they gotta start with a bang, right? How do you start with a bang? You put your four, well, three, you put three of your main, Staples. So you got Rina Mashda, Mayukihi, Miyuki Takase, and you add Ryo Muzunami, someone that is pretty well known now around the world after her time in AEW winning that tournament, challenging Hikaru Shida. You put them all together, you shake it up a little bit, and you put on a show. What's going to sell a wrestling show, JPQ, in the end? You know, you can have all this appeal in other ways and the excitement of all these freelancers coming together. But in the end, the best way to prove yourselves is 
by wrestling. And that's what they did. That's what they did. One of the more physical, more emotional, more exciting matches you'll see out of a Joshi indie slash, you know, I don't know what to call nomads. We still don't really know. It's a freelance summit. That's all we know. Uh, so it was just a fantastically done main event. Uh, everything was hot for it. You know, that was a hell of a, it was just a great show overall, but you don't walk away from it unless the main event delivers. And that's what it did. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. Um, and again, that's going to parlay into my moment, uh, of, of nomads, uh, the best moment of nomads. And I want to go with the nomads crowd. I think it's the first time in a long time in Joshi wrestling where the, the crowd felt, um, part of the show right the 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 um the the atmosphere that they were, were able to create from the cheering the clapping the the feed on the 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 bleachers you know anything the way they reacted everything just felt so much bigger because the crowd um made it feel that way and 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 whether that's because of how good of a main event it was co-main uh the Hiroyo uh Kaho match everything in between that back half, the way that crowd responded, got me to respond in my chair, watching it at like 8 AM in the morning on like a Wednesday insanity. It was fantastic. I, my expectation for nomads in August is strictly going to be dictated by the crowd response they get compared to this first show. And that's, what's going to be really interesting. Uh, best moment by far for me. And there was a lot of great moments in nomads. The crowd thought they were fantastic. Love to see that again. Two months from now. That crowd made that main event better, right? It uh, really I did. And it was, it was a crowd that was very almost foreign for J Japan as of late, right? Because mm -hmm. you had that great reaction, you had that excitement, and it was just such a fun show to be a part of, even as a fan, uh, you know, hundreds of miles away. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, breakout star over the next six months, which really I'm hoping we get two more shows, but I'll take one in August and then one at the end of the year. So, yeah, I think we'll get two more shows. I don't know, Matt. I'm going with you. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this a little bit outside of just nomads. I think you's having a phenomenal year. I think her conditioning's back. I think whatever knee injury or whatever she was dealing with prior to uh coming into 2021, I think it looks healed. Her power is fantastic. Her uh ability to work in a tag match with uh Chihiro Hashimoto uh, as part of 200 uh, kilograms is is wonderful. But her singles matches have been compelling as hell. Uh, through the first half of 2022 here. My hope is that we see that trend continue and then she elevates into winning a singles title somewhere. Don't know where, don't really care where. I want to see her with a single strap and just lariating, <laughs> lariating the crap out of Joshi wrestlers because we don't really have that big physical imposing wrestler right now on the Joshi scene. Uh, you with her conditioning being where it is, um, she has good agility. She's got good comedy timing. She's got big power moves. This is a really good spot for her to fill a void that we're not really seeing right now. And Joshi, I really hope that it happens. You, that's who I'm pegging as being the breakout star in uh, the back half here for, uh, for Nomads. 
You know, it's funny. The remainder of the promotions we're talking about, I think you has had a major part in, in uh, yeah. every single way, which, you know, it's, it's impressive that we're still saying she has a chance to break out, but it's true because she doesn't have, you know, all those titles, but I'm really looking forward to what she does. Uh, I'm going to go Kaho Kobayashi. She made her return after pretty much a year off at the first nomad show. Uh, she's booked for a Sunday girl show coming up. So that means she's going to be sticking around. And I think, I think her ability to play comedy, but also be great in the ring gives her a great chance of getting over on these nomad shows more and more. I mean, she had that really good match with Hiroyo Matsumoto. And I just think, yeah, I think she definitely has a shot to continue that slight momentum. And I hope she becomes kind of a main player in nomads. You know, maybe she's not part of that collective group that's running it, but she is one of those, uh, you know, if nomads is running a show, you know, Kaho Kobayashi will be there. Roster glue, man. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, let's stick. Uh, let's stick to freelance for a minute, and then we'll. And then I think what we'll do is we'll lightning round Sendai Marvelous and Seedling. Mm. Uh, freelance is interesting because you got prominence, you have uh, uh, colors, you have pretty much everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick shout out to Hiroyu Matsumoto. She's having a hell of a year, and I don't know if she's made either one of our lists, but she really is deserving of of a shout out because she's. She's pretty incredible, and she's been doing it for a very long time. So, lifetime achievement award. This <laughs> the first the season evaluation. Just she goes to Hiroyu Matsumoto. If I'm if I can go uh, uh, into business for myself for just a second. Okay, so freelance best wrestler. You mentioned it as a breakout star for Stardom. I'm going for best wrestler on the freelance scene in general. Suzu Suzuki, uh, the prodigy. I think that she's incredible what she does. And at her age, she's only going to get better and she's only going to become more innovative as she goes. Love what Susie brings to the table, both deathmatch, stardom main event, fun comedy BS on the indies. She can do it all and she does it better than most. Suzuki, best wrestler for me on the freelance side. Where do you stand? Uh, we brought both of these two up. But uh, Takase, once again, I think she's just been a fantastic freelancer for every promotion she's been in. She's had really good matches in all of them, uh, specifically Sendai Girls. And then you, uh, we just said how she's had a great start of the year. Uh, She hasn't, she doesn't have gold. Well, she does have gold to show for. She is uh, Sendai Girls champion, but singles gold. She doesn't have singles gold to show for either. And that's really what I'm talking about here. She's had great tag matches, obviously. That's her cup of tea. But she's shown that she's a great singles wrestler once again. Uh, she had a match with Takumi Roja for the AAAW Championship. That was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, she's showing or uh, reminding everyone that, yeah, she's here to play. And I think uh, she's just been fantastic. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, I, I can't disagree with either one of those. Best performer. I'm going to play off my Veni Asuka Sayori Anu and go with Veni Asuka by herself. Best performer, no doubt about it. I think, um, you know, whether she's with Makoto and, and Seedling and they're the tag champions there, whether she's vying for singles titles, whether she's headlining Assemble, uh, whether she's working in nomads, nomads and building stories with Sayori, um, the crossover appeal that I've mentioned before, she has. She's somebody that not isn't just going to be a star in the Joshi scene and be a draw. She's someone that can come overseas and be a draw as well. Hopefully we see her in New Hampshire. I think she's doing something in England. 
it's about time for her to start traveling. And I think she's only going to get bigger, better and better as we, uh, as we progress through, uh, through, through, uh, 2022 here into 2023, Benny Asuka, without a doubt for me, best performer on the freelance scene right now. Yep. I use this as my chance to give Venny her flowers, as Alex likes to say. We're gonna keep giving him. We're gonna keep giving <laughs> Just him keep that plug and startup question, Co. Why not? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but I think I think there's no one better at being the complete package in on the freelance scene right now, right? You know, she can walk into TJPW and fit that mold. Um, while being one of the best, obviously, but she could team with Yuki Kamafuku and, you know, be this really cool tag. She could be with uh, Makoto in Seedling and be really awesome. Uh, she can be a single star in DDT and challenge for that crazy title that I can't think of the name of that they have. Uh, she she does everything, right? She does everything, and it's because she can do everything. She is a performer. She is the full package as a wrestler, and I really do hope that she continues to move just not you know, I don't want to leave Japan because I love the matches that she's having, but continue to spread her greatness around the world. Come to the United States like she was going to before the pandemic happened, because there are a few wrestlers, I think, that have a more it factor uh, type personality than Asuka Veni. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, she's she's an all star, um, straight up all star. Most improved. Who you got? Most improved. This is my favorite one. I think I've decided, you know, as we've <laughs> been going through this. Um, so I was going to say Saki again, but I did want to change it up here uh, because, you know, you don't want to double take on the most improved. I think Hikaru Shimizu, part of colors, going to, you know, just going to move over a little bit. But Hikaru Shimizu is someone that I think is very good. But, it, it, you know, for her, it, it, she might be the best in ring uh, part of colors, but I think she's kind of combining that with a character of some sort. And we kind of saw it this past weekend in her stardom match uh, where she teamed with colors, obviously against the cosmic angels and her and Tam Nakano had a really good finishing stretch where she felt like that underdog that you wanted to cheer for, which I think is a credit to Tam as well, but She's someone that has a really good uh, quality of work already this year, but uh, you know her catch the wave. She's been one of the best parts of that in the kicking block. Uh, she brought, you know, I don't know who Sai is. I, I learned about her just this year with this tournament, <laughs> but Hikaru Shimizu gave her her best match, and I think that's a credit to Shimizu from going from someone that you know is a good wrestler when you plug her into certain matches to someone that can lead a match like that. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy what Shimizu's doing, and I'm really happy she's branching out to you know the likes of Stardom, but she's also in Nomads. She's wrestling in Ice Ribbon. She's wrestling everywhere, and that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely someone to pay attention to. I would agree, definitely a good most improved. And again, she could be on the breakout uh, list as well, no doubt about it. I'm going to go with uh, Rico Kawahata, um, uh, Hota's protege, because I watched her at the back end of, of Wave um, uh, last year and, and what she's been able to do this year in Seedling Wave. Um, 
you know, and, and a couple other places that she's been. I just think that she's really progressing to that next level. And sooner rather than later, we're going to start seeing her pick up some, uh, some key wins against some key opponents. Um, she's been filling in the undercard really, really well. She's, she's getting matches underneath her belt. She's getting experience. She's wrestling two or three times a week on different shows for different promotions. She's really putting in the grind that you expect out of the rookies. Um, and she's doing it as a single star. And that's really nice to see. So Rico Kawahata for me, most improved on the freelance scene right now. Although technically I guess she's a T heart, you know, but you know, they, they don't run any shows. So far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rico Kawahata is where it's at. Uh, best moment freelance. I- I'm going to start because it kicked K off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> prominence <laughs> invades stardom. Right, you talk about eating hats, right? It's just how we began this show. Uh, Prominence came in and made a splash because I don't know how many people actually thought that Prominence and Stardom were going to do business together, knowing that Prominence really kind of uh, marketed themselves as a deathmatch promotion, um, you know, in the early stages, and then wham, out of nowhere, they show up at stardom and make a wave and they're playing off old ice ribbon ties and they're calling them out for me still. Uh, when we talk freelance wrestling, that was probably one of the most impactful, memorable moments when the screen just went black. And next thing you know, boom, that mountain, that red mountain shows up and they come all walking out as a bunch of badasses. prominence evading stardom, huge moment for me for freelance wrestling. Yeah, guess what? Uh, tell me if you've heard this again, but I agree with you. We've done Woo! this a few times. It was obviously a little hard not to, but what Prominence has done, I think, I, I you know what? I don't think I'm talking about this if it hasn't worked as well as it has, right? Yeah. Uh, the you know the moments one thing, but following it up well is another. And we've seen Prominence have big matches. They were part of the Ryu Goku shows. Uh, we've had Suzu, you know, kind of be a star player but we saw risa sarah main event a stardom pay-per-view against shuri for the world of stardom title they're going to be in the five-star grand prix and it's all because they one took a bet on themselves right leaving yep. ice ribbon a place of comfort a place that you know they had their spots a place that was you know giving them those death matches right that's that's what was happening it's not like they weren't giving them death matches but they took a shot on themselves uh, you know, they've run a few shows, but really where they've proven to be right is in their time with stardom. And I mean, you know, we're going to look back on this at the end of 2022 and think, wow, was that a great move or what? Because who knows where we're about to go? But we know that there's a lot of stories to be told right now moving forward for them in stardom and outside of it. So, yeah, they uh, they took their shot and it's working out and I am absolutely here for it. Yeah, me too. Breakout star. Breakout star. This is what this one was the I think this was the most fun one to pick for any uh not promotion because it's freelance, but any of the sections, right? Because there's a lot of freelance wrestlers that have broken out and have you know had a star power to them. But I'm gonna go with Rena Amikora. Uh she goes by Amin. 
I believe she's going to go by that in stardom, actually, now that she's part of the Cosmic Angels. But she goes by that in Ice Ribbon as well. She's gotten really over with the Ice Ribbon crowd. And I can see her become a serious player there, especially. Uh, she's very good. Another Colors shout-out, by the way. I've given the Colors a lot of credit in this past couple, uh, 20 minutes or so. And I think she's great. I think she's really good, and I think she's exactly someone that a company or a promotion can, you know, believe in to build around a little bit, give some momentum, because I think that's what Colors offers a lot of these promotions is a couple uh, folks to build around. I think she's been really good and could have a breakout six months as part of Ice Ribbon and Stardom, especially. Yeah, I think Rina Amakor has been fantastic. Uh, for me, Tehanma, welcome back. Mm uh she's a stud you know um she's she's somebody that can go into any promotion and, and make a splash and the fact that again she hasn't been wrestling and she's back and she's showing up in ice ribbon and she's showing up at nomads and she's showing up on freelances and she's getting back into the swing of things tehanma is hands down uh someone that's got a lot of dip on the chip as we like to say and we're about to be reminded of that uh, pretty, pretty in, in, in short order here. So Tehama for me, definitely, um, somebody to pay attention to, uh, the last six months. If you don't know who she is, you're about to find out because she's an all-star. No doubt about it. Let's, uh, let's do something different. As we wrap up here, we're hitting the two hour mark. Let's do a little lightning round. Sendai marvelous seedling. I'm going to give you the category. You give me the name. You ready? Bring it. Best wrestler. In, in Sendai. Promotion? In Sendai. Uh, Chihiro Hashimoto. I agree. Best performer in Sendai. Dash Chisako. I think Thank Dash you. is full package, right? She's full package. She can do Hardcore everything. Queen. Give it to me. Yes. And she had a great match in Gleet, which she is did. not easy when you're with uh, Miyagi Moki. No offense, Miyagi. Probably the best uh, Gleet Joshi match so far, truthfully. I think so. Most improved. Eureka Oka, big fan of Eureka Oka. I can't sing her praises enough. I think she's uh, going places for them. Strong style champ. Big fan of what she can do. Uh, best moment so far? Uh, Mikey Iwata coming back from that uh, little little health thing she was dealing with. Mm. Uh, teaming with Takase to beat Team 200 kilograms, which doesn't happen all that much. Uh, obviously, they are going to challenge for the titles in a week or two. So that's really exciting, but I thought that was a great moment for her. Yeah, mine's actually going to be a shout-out for JTO Girls. I'm going to Mocha Inaba uh, winning the Sendai Girls Junior Championship from Eureka Oka. Uh, great spot for her. Great moment in Sendai because it was kind of it was a little unexpected, uh, in my opinion. Um, and it was a great, uh, you know, she's going to be able to do a lot with that belt in other places. I think that's good for Sendai in the long run. Uh, breakout star over the next six months. <sighs> I think I'm going with Oka. I think Oka is getting a lot of spots outside of Sendai, which is really big for her. Uh, I can see her develop. She was really good in the marvelous tag league that they had. Um, she teamed with, I believe it was Cannon. Um, yeah, she has a lot of potential, and I think she has a chance. Maybe she wins that uh, Sendai Girls Junior Championship back. I think that would be a good way for her to keep building and be one of their main stars in the years to come. Yeah, I'm going to Miko Wada because I never learned my lesson. 
right? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I will forever champion uh, Awada being more than what she is because I think she's deserving. And if it doesn't happen now, I'm going to do it next year. And if it doesn't happen that year, I'm going to do it the year after because I'm stubborn when it comes to uh, Miko Awada. So she's going to be my breakout star uh, over the next six months in Sendai. And I think that's a safe bet given the, uh, the what they're building with the tag team division there. Um, let's switch gears, go to Marvelous, the other half of Gaia. Uh, <laughs> moving forward, <laughs> best wrestler in Marvelous today for six months of the year. Who you got? Ah, it's Takumi Roha. I don't think there's much question on that Ace one. Ace <laughs> baby in first place for a reason. Best performer in Marvelous. Uh, Takumi Roha, and she's you know she's lucky that someone was hurt this whole time. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a, a different conversation. Ace baby, first in first place for a reason. Uh, most improved in Marvelous this year. Another no-brainer. I think Maria has been phenomenal, actually, this year. Uh, She's really shown the growth that you kind of needed with the move-up in spots, right? You know, Marvelous kind of has their big three, and then everyone else kind of fills in, and she had to step up into that, and she's shown that it was her time to shine. She's shown a personality, and it's got this little edge to it, and she's better than you, and she knows it. Uh, yeah. type of mindset. I I, I kind of love it. I think she's doing great things. I agree. I think she's most improved this year, and it's more character work than it is wrestling for once. Mm. Uh, best moment for Marvelous for you? <laughs> you thought this was a speed round. <laughs> yeah, give me a second here, JPQ. Mio Momono announced her return at their last show. Uh, this has been a moment I've been waiting for since the moment she got hurt because she was on fire last year. Yeah, it runs in my gimmick. If you know who I am, if you're listening to me, you know how much of a Mio Momono fan I am. The first Joshi podcast I ever had, I think I spent half of it praising Mio Momono. And now that she's coming back, that is the moment of the year so far. It's the moment I was waiting for all year for Marvelous. She hasn't wrestled a match yet, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for her to be back. Yeah, me too. I mean, you talk about somebody who's just, um, man, before that injury, she had all the momentum in the world. Uh, to just be something special. Um, the fact that she's coming back, you can't help but just make you feel all good on the inside. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't think that's a great one. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you have that though. I'm gonna go the January 10th Marvelous show at Kirkin Hall. I think Makoto Maria kind of kicked it off, and that was super strong. We had Takumi Aroha and Shihiro Hashimoto for the AAA W title, uh, which was vacant at the time. Um, for me. I love cards start to finish. Um, I think it's uh, important, especially on the Joshi independent scene to get a vibe for the entire, what they're, what they're going to produce start, you know, um, um, from an entire card to kind of get the whole picture of what, of what this promotion brings. And I think marvelous exemplify that very, very well on who they are, what their mission statement, when, what their USP is pick the vernacular that you want to use in this one 10 22 card. Um, Chikayo Na- Nakashima had a great match with Hibiscus, me and Asuka. Think about that, right? Um, Kara Ito and Tomoko Watanabe, <laughs> Watanabe put over Ihausen and Eureka Oka on this card. Spoilers. Um, wait, did they? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> did they? I think they did. Maybe they, they didn't. Did. They did. No, they did. They did. They did. They did. Um, which again, this is their first show in twenty. Saki Akai was on the show with Rika Kawada versus uh, Rand and Nitsuki, who are now the uh, champion, Triple uh, AAA champions, or tag team champions. A lot of good things. And then Leo's on the card because Leo's always on the card. Um, 
one, two, three, six matches. Super strong. If you got, if you're gonna watch what as of right now, if you're gonna watch one before Mio comes back, if you're gonna watch one card, <laughs> it's January 10th. Corkin, uh, I thought they knocked that card out of the park. Uh, yeah, breakout Mio star comes back to save the day. Ha, yeah, Mio yeah, Momono, yeah. baby. There was no other answer. <laughs> you can't, how do you break out? Well, you don't wrestle the first six months, that's how you break out. Uh, you know. It's hard to lose all that momentum that she did, but she missed a year pretty much. You know, she she was out from September to pretty much the beginning of July. That's a tough amount of time, especially when she was going at the rate she was going. So for me, again, no brainer. It gives me my chance to get my favorites over. And I think Mio Momono is on track to have a great uh, end of the year. Yeah, I think that's safe bet. And I'm going to go with that too, again. Um, I think she's crazy impactful, um, super compelling. Uh, zebra print and pink shouldn't work, but zebra print and pink works for me a moment. Don't, don't ask me why. Uh, <laughs> she is going to set the Joshi world on fire as usual over the next six months. No doubt about it. Seedling. Let's wrap it up with them. Best wrestler. Arisa Nakajima. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Best performer. Arisa Nakajima. Still not no, a question. <laughs> no doubt about it. Most improved. I think Riko Kaiju has had a fantastic start to her year. She's obviously uh, going to be a star for them. She's someone they're building. Um, she had a great title match with Arisa Nakajima. I feel like it's it's the matter of when when she wins that title it's not it's not if it's when yeah i think that's a safe assumption i like rico a lot um i had her in a couple uh definitely rookie of the year rookie of the year discussions last year as well as uh you know some um you know people to keep an eye out for moving forward for me though i'm going yoshiko now i know she just you know she's she's she pulled up lame at the last uh, uh sendai event and she's back on the um injury block is my understanding however uh, she, she was dealing with back issues. She transformed her body to be less impactful on her back. She came back, was doing some high speed stuff. She came back, she was doing some tag team stuff where she's working with speed a lot more. Uh, she completely changed who she was, her profile, everything about her. I found that to be super interesting for the longevity aspect of her career. Uh, so in that case, I gave her most improved out of seedling. What was your best moment? Uh, that Arisa Nakajima Sukasa Fujimoto match. You know, Seedling's a weird promotion, right? Uh, when you watch it, it's like it's kind of just a bunch of shows with a lot of good wrestling, which yeah. or just overall wrestling. I won't say it. it's always good because come on, not every promotion's perfect. But that match really kicked off what I thought was just that amazing week for Sukasa, but also it was one of my favorite matches of the year in wrestling. So that alone, I think, just you know, it, it jumped out to me as that great moment that that trademark uh, match for Seedling in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, definitely the best moment for me and Seedling. You're right, is weird because <laughs> uh, like my favorite tag teams there in Makoto and uh, Venny, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Selfish Strawberries all day. Uh, those two, Makoto's especially like huge fan. Like probably my favorite wrestler. Um, well, second favorite wrestler, uh, Arisa versus Sukasa hit that next level. Like people like to say like, well, that's the best Joshi match this year. Maybe so. 
I don't know if I rank things like one through 10. I just kind of think there's levels like there's greatness in 2022. There's above average. There's average, et cetera. Right. Um, Along with every other Saki Kashima match, this falls in that (laughs) excellent territory. Right. Uh, Arisa versus Tsukasa in seedling uh, definitely was better, in my opinion, than the ice ribbon match uh, Mm -hmm. a day later. Still high quality, super physical. Uh, these two know exactly what they're doing. They're best friends for a reason. Uh, absolutely fantastic moment uh, in Seedling to say farewell to her best friend, Suka. Uh, Sukasa. Um, uh, breakout star in Seedling this year. Who you got? Uh, feels like it has to be Kaiju. I think, you know, she's been great. She's shown, she shined. But rest of the year, I think she's only going to grow a little more. Maybe maybe she's destined to win the Beyond the Sea title at the end of the year. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they went with her uh, this early. I don't think it's that early. She's been around for a little bit now. Um, I think I think it's time. I think it's time to just, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, ride the wave. Ride the wave of Kaiju and see where it brings you because she's that talented. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you that it's Riku Kaiju. I don't know if we'll see her in the title picture. I mean, like in a in a viable way, uh, mm-hmm. she might get another shot, another crack at it by the end of the year. But um, I do think that coming out of 2022, she'll be in a much better position to vie for the title in the near future. Uh, and that type of upgrade uh, mm-hmm. or promotion within the ranks, albeit there's like four of them, um, is much. I think it is what we're going to see. Plus heavy hands, uh, super stiff, uh, strong style to a T. She got a big muscular frame that can, can work with a, um, can work a dynamic with a lot of different styles. Uh, Rico Kaiju is definitely someone worth paying attention to through the remainder of the year into 2023. No doubt about it. Scotty, we said we were going to do two hours. We're at two Oh seven. <laughs> we're figuring out as we go. A lot of promotions, a lot of wrestlers getting their flowers. Uh, thank you, Alex. We've saw, we've talked about it all, man. Um, I, I don't know if there's a better person to to wrap up the snapshot uh, summer edition here, uh, especially with the midseason evaluations, than than you because you do so much in so many different fields of professional wrestling and content creation. Uh, personally, thank you for taking the time to come on and just kind of. Duke it out, you know what I mean, and and yeah. go through this type of um, spreadsheet with me, uh, <laughs> which we'll post um, um, with a bunch of question marks, and then later we'll film it. Uh, what um, where people or where can people find you? What do you got going on? What do you got on the docket? Take the time. Time's yours, bro. Oh boy, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott E Wrestling. That's where I'm most active. I don't have any other pages really, like on any other social media. So that's the place to follow along if you want to hear my wrestling thoughts. That aren't content wise but content wise i do articles for last word on sports voices of wrestling um fightful got a lot of exciting work actually coming to fightful very very soon so make sure you keep an eye out on that and speaking of fightful i do the joshi Dreamcast there on fightful overbooked every other week uh so you definitely want to keep an eye out for those i believe the next episode will be next wednesday 
Uh, don't know the topic yet, but keep an eye out for that. The five-star Joshi show on the Fight Game Media Network plus Patreon. Always, always, always on there every single week. Ring Post Radio, if you want to hear me talk about anything that isn't Joshi, because that is a breath of fresh air, I'm sure, if you are sick of hearing me talk about Joshi, which I would understand after a while. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. I want to, uh, I want to thank you for having me on here. I, you know, I love talking with you, JPQ. Uh, you talked to me for an hour before we even really got going, right? We just, you know, kind of did had a lot of fun going back and forth, but this was another really, really fun episode. Thank you for letting me talk a little bit about everything, because as you know, I do love everything that's going on in the Joshi world, except Oz Academy, but I had to put that in there. <laughs> I just really want to put that in there. <laughs> I don't mind him. Um, yeah, make sure you're following Scotty. He's doing pretty much everything and anything in the world of Joshi, trying to get the word out. Um, just Joshi, we are going. We'll be back probably July, August time frame. Um, we'll pick up with another series. Uh, I like letting these breathe a little bit. You know, there's a lot to, uh, to digest in the catalog, everybody out there. We want you to enjoy Joshi here at Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and we want you to enjoy it at your own pace so go back through the catalog find the snapshots episodes one two and now three um thank you to alex parker and scotty for coming on and being part of this uh we will be back with new guests um later in the summer um to 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 continue talking about what we love so much and that's joshi wrestling for now for me for scott thank you so much for paying attention this has been the snapshot uh, we are done here. Mid-season evaluation. Just Joshi with JPQ. See you next time. We're out.